0: podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burr. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back and um, I think a lot of people are, are active in our Ravelry group but not everybody is. So um, Jenny announce something on the Ravelry group that we thought should be said on the podcast, which is
1: uh, I am pregnant. Jenny's pregnant. Yay. Yay.
0: <laughs> and due at the end of February. Yeah. Which is clo- kind of close to when I was due. They're gonna have some more <laughs> birthdays, our kids. That'll be funny.
1: That will be funny. Um so is it very exciting. Yeah. So, I've been on this whole, like, clean out my stash. <laughs> She's just skipping over the baby, I just <laughs> want to point out. <laughs> because there's no room. There's no room for the baby. There's,
0: a, there's, no room for the <laughs> there's no room for the baby. So, you have had to do a...
1: De-stash th- severely.
0: stashing This is, like... There's it's amazing.
1: serious pruning. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> but, now that it's almost done, mm-hmm. I feel pretty good about it. So, first... There was,
0: you have two, like many people, you have multiple stashes, right? You have a, you have a, well, you have a, a little bit of a fiber stash.
1: Yeah. I do have a fiber stash now.
0: And you Thanks, have. Thanks, Krista. <laughs> you have a, um, you have a fabric stash. I have and a then fabric stash. yarn stash. Yes. Now, of those, was your, what was taking the most space? And what not necessarily like, but
1: was it your yarn stash? Uh, yarn... Was the most space, but sewing also took up a lot of space because sewing has so many like component pieces. Like, there's all your notions, your zippers, mm-hmm. your buttons, like, right, your interfacing, your patterns, right. like, all right. those things like take up space, right? Um, yeah. One thing about
0: knitting patterns is generally like you can have them virtually. Yeah, I recently knit. I'm trying more often if I use a PDF download to, to knit it all from the PDF download and not. Print it out. Right. It's it can be a little bit of a struggle. Like one one pattern I knit recently, which is the Duffer's pattern. It's mm-hmm. a felted slipper. It's a 16 page pattern with all these different iterations. So like if you're going to knit it flat, there are these three pages. If you're going to knit it circularly, it's these three pages. But if you're going to do it extra wide, you need to go to this page. And and she does something nice, which is she makes a chart, and you just have to fill in the numbers for your size mm-hmm. on the one page mm-hmm. for your pattern. But I still felt like, oh, do I, like, I'm not going to print it out every time I do a different size. So I'm trying to kind of memorize the pattern enough to do it just by looking at the directions and knowing the general way of knitting it. Anyway, that said, I'm trying not to print out paper.
1: Which, with sewing, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. And then, yeah, sewing patterns are interesting because you can't, the online patterns where you're, like, cutting and taping. Uh. Like they take a pain. And they take up a lot
0: more room because yeah. it's that, you know, stiffer paper and stuff. Yeah. So
1: so I basically sacrificed some hobbies. Yes. Um, I still have my sewing equipment and, um, you know, all of like the, the stuff I would need to make something. But I pretty much de-stashed all my fabric. Yeah. Wow. Um, a lot of it went to your sister, right? Yeah. And your niece's. And she was like, I don't know why I'm taking this. If you ever go back to sewing, it's probably just going to be at my house, like, untouched. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to take it. She's like, but I do. <laughs> uh, She was funny. She took away, like, I had, like, God, almost, like, 20 bins of stuff to get rid of. And she took eight. Wow. I was like, whoa. And that was a combination of yarn and fabric. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's because my nieces were, like, wanting to do stuff with it, too. But um, it was funny. I was like, don't feel like you have to do me a favor here. Like, you don't have to take any of this. Like, I was afraid her husband would get mad at me. Well, but.
0: You know, yeah. It would be misplaced anger. <laughs> She's the one who's taking it. <laughs> so, all right. So, down to down to the subject of this podcast. How, you, you got rid of a lot of yarn. So, you yes. went, let's see. We I think we, we were talking and you said you had had... 28 boxes
1: of yarn? Was that right? Oh, God. Like when? At what point I don't remember. Time? At some point, though, At some what, point, what
0: remained was 10 boxes in your house of what you were going to keep and 14 right. boxes
1: of what you were going to get
0: rid of. Does that right. seem right? Like, so yeah. over half of your stash.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I i ended I ended up keeping... Um, I was going to get rid of the Noro crochet blanket mm-hmm. stuff because mm-hmm. that took up a whole bin. But then... I lo- I laid out my squares and I was like I'm How like did... three squares away from actually yeah. having a blanket. Do so... it. and all you
0: ever it's I've said this recently, but when I go back and listen to old episodes, yeah, all you ever talk about is making a blanket.
1: <laughs> so
0: and I have to say the other day I was sitting on the couch and I was I was a little chilly and I was using the blanket I made for Adrian on my lap and I'm like this really is not a sufficient blanket for me. I need to knit myself a real blanket.
1: Yeah. So. Um so you kept that. And I I, I think that yeah, when I put like UFOs and the yarn for UFOs in bins, I ended up like overall with around twelve. mm Mhm. Yeah. Um so I have twelve bins. Which is still a
0: lot. (laughs) It's still a lot, but you know, I have to say your bins, when I look at your bins, are not as crowded as my bins. Like I have about nine, uh-huh. but they're pretty... I have nine bins, I have this basket of feltable yarn, and I have some sweaters worth of yarn. Like, we probably have about the same size stash now, right? is my guess. But I sometimes think some of my bins are more crowded than others. Like, so Jenny doing this, of course, inspired me to do some of this, too, to do a culling. And it was really helpful, um, to go through and kind of consolidate. And I've sold a few things. It's really interesting for me what has sold on Ravelry. Usually it's just like the single skeins, right. which is kind of a bummer. I'm like, come on, somebody buy this sweater's worth of yarn I'm trying to sell. <laughs> just do, do me a favor. But, uh, you know, I sold some sock yarn, two skeins of fingering weight yarn, and um, and I actually one where I was really happy for the woman who got it. I posted the the leftovers, uh, the Mirasol Tupa that I had. huh and the next morning I woke up and there was somebody like, oh, I've been looking for Mirasol tupa in this color for so long to finish my project. And this, and so I was like, wow, how did you get on it? She's like, I check every day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's like, I'm just desperate to finish this project. Wow. So I was really happy to send her yeah, my Mirasol tupa. T- awesome. <laughs> because it turned out, I think I bought, I think, I, it didn't. I want to say I had seven skeins of yarn for that project and it only took five. That's my mock Cardi. Mm-hmm. So um, I had really two over two balls left. So I was pleased with that. But um, anyway, so how did you decide what you were getting rid of?
1: Uh, I I don't know. I just went through it and I thought, if I didn't see this again... Would I even miss it? Uh-huh. And if the answer was maybe not, I got rid of it.
0: So, and you got rid of quite a number of kind of sweaters yeah. worth
1: of yarn. Yeah. Stuff that I've had in my stash for years and years mm-hmm. that I just never knit up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I never knit it up, because it was all pretty good yarn, but mm-hmm. like... For some reason, I had some block against it.
0: Were they? Do you think they were things that you impulse buy, bought, or sale yarns? Like, was there a theme?
1: I think they were pretty much internet impulse buys. Mm-hmm. You know? Like That's a- almost always the stuff mistake. that I don't...
0: Yeah, it's almost <laughs> always what I I don't end up using. Yeah. Uh, and I think... It's because this is still a tactile, you know, this is a tactile hobby for me. I know some people do great with buying stuff online, but um, it just is almost never, it's almost always what I want to get rid of, or the thing that I feel like I can part with, because I don't think that I've had that moment of... Emotional
1: commitment. Yeah,
0: that emotional (laughs) reaction in the yarn, like when you're in the yarn store and
1: you're like, I must have this. Right. You know? I mean, there are things that you can only get online, like the Elsa Cormo. Right. I mean, that... I've been trying to resist impulse buying because I want to make another sweater out of that, but then I was like, oh, I have to finish this stuff first. So how many sweater sports of yarn do you think you have left? Uh, I think I have one, two, three. I have to look at my stash page. Okay. Oh, I updated my stash page on Ravelry. Oh, really? That took... Forever, (laughs) And I kind of updated Back updated my projects As best I could But it felt good to get that updated too I have to say Um, I feel pretty organized So everything now You think everything's on here Your stash wise Stash wise it's all on there Except for um, Stuff that's like Halfway done Like UFOs that are Mm -hmm. halfway done I just didn't put the yarn in
0: That's amazing Um, That's great
1: I know. I don't think that I'm close so let's to that. See. So you have One, this. One, two, three. Oops. Oops. Four, Four, five. Nope. No. Five? Six. <laughs> seven, seven. 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 That's not bad. Yeah, I think there was a
0: time where you had like 20. Yeah. So.
1: That's amazing. That was just wrong. You know, I think the other problem, when I was impulse buying on the internet, I was buying multiple sweaters worth of yarn uh-huh. in one purchase, which mm-hmm. is a total, I mean, one, maybe you eventually feel attached to it, but like two, <laughs> mistake. Yeah. Um, but did you, you didn't do that
0: with Elsa or did you? Like, the the yarns that now you want to go back and get again. No,
1: the Elsa, I have to say, I pretty much used it when I got it. Like, I knit the must-have sweater out of the white Elsa, and then I got the gray, and I knit the Portland. Mm -hmm. And I still have a bunch of Portland left over, so I was going to make that Katarina pattern by Coco Knits Mm -hmm. um, out of what I have left. So maybe once I knit that, then I will feel justified in buying more. Awesome. Awesome.
0: And So what is this doing To your UFOs Have you been really Trying to work on Some of your UFOs
1: Have you given Were any of the things That you destashed A UFO Well yeah Yeah (laughs) I I was like Alma I want you to Take this project And either Throw it away Or finish it What was it? (laughs) Um That I started a Gracie shawl From Um Stallman's The Faroese shawls From (laughs) the top (laughs) down (laughs) And uh I just stalled out on it and I had like three three skeins of Rittenhouse Merino mm-hmm. so I just gave them to her that was that turquoise color yeah that turquoise color. I was like you can you can rip this out or you can finish it She's like <laughs> okay and then I had like this hand spun chevron blanket that I was making and then mm. I just gave up on it I'm like I don't want to knit this you knit it <laughs> Um, and so, then uh, and then I ripped out like a half done shawl that I made made out of some pigeon roof and I just basically ripped a bunch of stuff. So now my UFOs consist of this Pimlico shrug, that <laughs> yellow cabled sweater, and the pink silk T-shirt thing. Ah. So and uh, the born sweater. Oh God, the born sweater. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I have four relatively big projects. That. I think most are over fifty percent done, mm-hmm. so I just need to like. It just takes so long. Like I'm actually almost done with the collar on this Pimlico shrug. Mm-hmm. Is that the last thing? No, then I have to do the sleeves, but oh, whatever. Okay. Um, but it is taking forever. There's like a million stitches, yeah, there and there are like, a lot of stitches there. And it's a three by three rib, which uh, just it's just interminable ribbing. Yeah. And I, I'm so tempted to just finish it early.
0: No, you'll regret it. Okay, you will because if you really want the shawl collar, you gotta commit okay. and do the whole thing. All right, because
1: otherwise you're you're always gonna be like,
0: oh, there's not enough collar here.
1: All right, so I have like I have like five more rows, five more rows of knitting. All right, hundreds of stitches. I know. <laughs>
0: um. So since we're talking about what we're knitting, what have you knit for baby? And what we'll, did I say? Did we say it's baby girl?
1: Baby girl. Yay. <laughs> I made, I was like obsessed with using like the leftovers that I was mm-hmm. just trying to get rid of stuff. And so I made a bunch of like two pairs of baby socks. Mm-hmm. Actually, I actually made three pairs of baby socks and I gave one to a friend who's had a baby. Um, baby socks. baby hats. I All made right. a February baby sweater. Mm-hmm. And that was in a
0: pretty, young, that was in a... I just uh, was looking at it because she put it Socks that rock. Oh, in Raven, so yeah. it's like a purpley black, black. Yeah, with, or it's purple with black in it. Yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous.
1: Or maybe it was like the Raven series, and it had a different name, but I forgot. It's really pretty. Yeah, whatever it is, it turned out pretty nice. Um, I finally sewed the buttons on it, so done, it done and ready. Done. And um I don't know why I was obsessed with baby socks. I keep on wanting to cast them on. <laughs>
0: Well, they're fast, right? It's yeah. like socks without the, like, drama.
1: <laughs> oh. They're very satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, of the baby stuff you've made, what have you found most useful?
0: I'm <sighs> sorry. I'm starting The laugh and cough at the same time. don't know. I mean, my kid has been kind of a... Um, not the best knitwear model as we've gone over again, again, but I think the one thing of the things that I received, I gave, I passed along a, someone had, someone had knit me a pair of baby socks and we, he wore the heck out of those. Those were, and they were the only ones that stayed on. They were, they, they really, um, were essential because booties, forget it. Socks were where it's at with kids. Um. And hats for a while, there was a su- super sweet hat that he was like, John's favorite thing. Actually, was it the blue and green one? I love that one. We should, I, I should pull out our too cute to get rid of stuff and um, and give you some of that stuff. Which reminds me, I have some other stuff for you. Because there's some great hats that people from our Ravelry group um, sent. But one that, that was John's favorite hat was um, knit in... Andean Treasure, nitpicks, Andean wow, Treasure. Soft. And so it was like um, red, but with black in it. Right. It's got this really like ember color yeah. and it had a texture pattern. And then it has really cute curly cues on the top that John always put Adrienne in that. But then, you know, he went through that no hat phase and he's back in a hat phase. Like he will wear a hat now. Um, one hat he really likes is the Tubi hat.
1: Hmm.
0: Which is a, a Willy head hat, right? And it's just a tube that you close along the top. He calls it his owl hat because when you put it on, it kind of looks like you have ears. Uh-huh. And uh, I knit that in some handspun, so that's perfect use, great use for handspun. Um, and he wore that uh, the Jasper hoodie a lot when he was the right size for it. And that was from the what is that called knitting vintage baby vintage yeah. vintage baby knits or something. Yeah. Kristen rengren right. i love that book um that was the only thing i knit from that book but it was totally worth it i thought it was great and i think i could knit some more from that he and i have been talking more about knitting him another sweater i got some yarn from jenny during her <laughs> de-stash i got the um it's dream in colors classy right in um is one of the blue turquoise like tealy, color. Yeah. Yeah, tealy color and so I was like would you like to make a sweater I mean, mommy to make you a sweater and he at first I was like mm, I'm going to be too sweaty in a sweater uh. <sighs> um, and then he kind of came around <laughs> a little bit so um, so we'll see I have been looking at a few uh, sweaters actually for him one although mm, there's this cute lime pop sweater I think it's in a in a Book, and it's a textured front and plain. um, It's like a waffle texture on the front and plain arms. It's a pullover by Terry Cruz. That's cute. That's cute. I like this um, harvest sweater. Um, by Raya Budrovich, and um, it's um, also in a in a worsted weight yarn, and it is a raglan cardigan that has a. A textured s- stitch in the body and plain arms again, although I'm not crazy about that textured stitch, so whenever I look at this, I'm like,', eh, I could probably come up with something i mean i it's really pretty, but I think this i, I was looking at the stitch I'm like I think that's gonna be a, a not as a relaxing stitch to knit right. for me uh but um, and it's got a shawl collar it's a cute idea Um I've seen that um. It's a six dollar download on Ravelry. Actually I'm gonna go back and look at that Lime Pop before just to tell people what the price is. I think the Lime Pop is part of a um a book. You can get it for five fifty, or you can buy um the whole book, which is called the Vintage Ice Cream Truck, for eighteen dollars. And it's a mix of patterns for boys and girls. Aww. There's a and cute shawl collared, um basic striped um sweater and a hat that matches the sammy sweater and hat set and then two really cute sweaters for girls I like that lime pop hat and then the lime pop hat which matches the um sweater but i I like that waffle stitch yeah i don't know there's one other that i was considering i think let me look in here my favorites
1: wasn't there a pattern by tin can knits that you liked I like that whole tin can knits. Book. The nine months of knitting. Oh, not
0: the nine months of knitting, actually. That it's that's a good one. Different.
1: I just bought that one.
0: Um, what was the other sweater for Adrian that I was looking at?
1: Um, was it
0: Gramps? Am I, yeah. Oh yes it was. It was Gramps by um by Oh heck, what is it? I can totally picture her when I grow up. Kate Oates, Kate Oates, Top Toppers. Um But, and then Tin Can Knits, they have another really cute book out that's like a book of family knits. Uh Uh-huh. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I've seen it. Um, it's further back maybe in my favorites. Um, it's a really cute set, um, but it has a mixture of patterns that they actually size them from, like, children's to adults. And, um... I guess I'm not being helpful if I don't tell you the name of the collection. (laughs) Um, Okay, it is the Pacific Knits collection. And it's got 18 patterns, $17. And there's the antler cardigan that has a matching for child and adult and this cute pullover sweater with a shawl collar for boys and men or women and girls. called campfire so there are um, and then there's a sweet little vest sweater for women low tide cardigan uh, fair I mean there's tons of patterns this is a really good buy actually for seventeen dollars you get um, one two three five sweater patterns and then a um, bunch of a bunch of patterns. accessories some really nice accessories including these mucklucks how freaking adorable are these mucklucks?
1: Oh, they're really
0: cute. They are mucklucks <laughs> with a colorwork design on the top and a basic slipper. They're great little slippers, um, not uh, felted, you would just knit it in a heavyweight um, yarn and kind of tightly. I mean, you know, this might be good to use with some of my bodega pastures.
1: Hmm.
0: Anyway, really, really super cute. Um, so, considering sweater with some destashed yarn of Jenny's, right. um, so how is it uh, now you've destashed? And are you thinking at all like you're not going to buy yarn? Do you have any interest in buying yarn? Do you have any goals around that?
1: I don't really have that much interest besides the Elsa wool mm-hmm. in buying yarn right now. Um, I think that I will, maybe will reward myself for finishing some of these languishing UFOs. UFOs. With some Elsa want Yes, yes. But, um, other than that, no big plans. Which I think is as it should be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Given that I still have, like, maybe five or six years worth of knitting still <laughs> in my stash. Well, that brings me
0: to the, um, my kind of New Year's resolution slash the challenge that I'm setting forth. For next year, I love
1: that we always do this, by the way, and and then don't Wait, follow through. I always have the lofty goals. Well, this you is, gotta aim high here, right?
0: Right, and actually, I feel like this could be not lofty as well. So that's um, what I like about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's called use it or lose it, and I think it's kind of struck panic. I started to talk about it on our rivalry boards yesterday, and it struck a little panic because I think people think you gotta. Throw away the yarn. You have to finish it
1: in a month, or it's gone. You have to
0: finish it in a month, or it's gone. It's gone, and that's not what I'm. I'm totally saying. So this is what I'm thinking right now. Um, it's 2013. So I had to figure out how to fit 13 of them in there. Right. But this means every four weeks, you cast on from something from your stash that you acquired before. And I I edited this before January 1st, 2012. 12. So anything you anything you bought in 2012 won't count. Right. But anything before 2012 is considered stash. I I actually like that addition that someone suggested. So um, you pick out a project at the beginning of a four-week period. And at the end of that four-week period, you pick out the yarn, you pick out the project. If you have not cast it on at all, you might want to think about just giving away that yarn or selling it or trading it with a friend. You could trade it so you're actually not losing yarn. You might just be trading for something that you're going to like better. Right. Or giving it away to charity um, or if you know like a senior center or a Girl Scout group that might use the yarn better or faster than you. Great. Right. Now if you've cast on but you haven't finished, you don't have to lose it. You can still use that yarn because if you, ca- for personally, if I cast on a sweater on January 1st, I'm probably not going to be done on January 28th. Right. But I have to feel like I'm going to be committed to finishing right. that It also means that if by the end of 2012 I haven't finished that sweater, I'm really going to have to take a long, hard look at myself in that sweater about why I haven't finished it after a year. Um, So one thing that's going to do is for projects that qualify for this challenge means that I'm going to have, before you cast on, before you choose it, you're really going to have to think about your commitment to that yarn and that project. Right. So I know I'm not explaining this most, Clearly, and I will outline the, uh, the, the rules. rules more in the Ravelry group. But basically, pick a project at the VM four-week period. Hopefully, you will finish it or come close to it or commit to it. Or you'll decide, oh, yeah, you know what? I don't like this yarn. Turns yeah. out it's too splitty. Yeah. Or this color isn't right. Or just because it was on sale doesn't mean I needed to buy it. <laughs> right. And you'll just part with it. And, you will part with, and, and you'll feel a little bit freer. Like, I got rid of some nice yarn and and passed along some yarn that was nice because I was just, knew that it wasn't the right yarn. I wasn't gonna use it. Um, so what I've decided though to make it more accessible to people is that you don't have to commit for all 13 projects. Although, it, so what I'm gonna do, and I wasn't, I was trying to save myself a little work, but I think I can manage it, to every four weeks there's gonna be a drawing for a prize, is probably be a pattern, no yarn involved because this is about de-stashing. And so, at four weeks, everybody who's finished a project will qualify, finished a project or decided to part with the yarn, will qualify to win the pattern for that four-week period. At the end of the year, anybody who's either finished 13 projects or gotten rid of, you know, completed Mm -hmm. the challenge, gotten rid of the yarn or finished the project 13 times in the year, will qualify for some bearer prize of some sort. I'm thinking like a gift certificate so you can buy yourself yarn. Right. So, um... That's kind of the, the basic outline. And I think this came from when I was sorting through my yarn when Jenny was sorting through her yarn. I was like, God, there's some good stuff in here. Why don't I ever dig down deeper? And, you know, I'm guilty of it even in the last month. I went out and bought some new Mal I bought some Malabrigo Arroyo and the new colors that just came out and, and I knit That's up That's really pretty It is really <laughs> pretty. I knit up the Dustland mitts, the Stephen West pattern Dustland mitts and this gorgeous color called Reflecting Pool, and I bought this other color called Lotus, and then I couldn't resist buying a couple of skeins of Malabrigo Finito, which is their super soft merino fingering sport weight yarn. I'll have to pull it out for you. Yeah. It's so soft, it's like cashmere. Yeah. And um, I bought a couple of skeins of that because I was like. Mm. But the store, both stores that carry it, they were like, "Yeah, it really only comes out once a year, and I, it's like a, they only get a certain amount of it every year, and they sell it, and then it's gone until next year." So I was like, "Oh, I love the glitter." It's kind of like Dose. Uh It's way softer. Cause the,
1: Dose was pretty
0: soft. No, it's way softer. Really? Yeah. I'll go get it when we're done. Softer than Twist? It's soft like Twist. Yes, it's more okay. like Twist. It's it feels kind of like cashmere. It's amazing. So, um, so that's the twenty thirteen challenge, um, and you've you've made an
1: additional challenge for yourself at the patterns, right. right? I
0: want to try to knit all of these from patterns I already own because I own so many books and so many patterns are in my PDF library that it's just silly. I've got to use the things that I've said, "Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I like that." Mm-hmm. So, I really wanted to do that. Um, there was one other aspect of that Did I oh um... oh crap I can't remember there was some other aspect of that project that I
1: wanted to hit upon but I can't remember um, anyway I'm... I think it's a good idea my strategy to be successful with this challenge uh-huh. is to do small projects yes that's what I was going to say yes
0: I think that I definitely like. I have in my whips that um, I've started the chalet cardigan, which I haven't. I just have put it in there. That's going to be my my. I'm gonna. I'm considering that like project thirteen in a way, Mm -hmm. and then maybe that the other twelve projects are all single or you know small projects two or three skeins
1: because i have one skeins that have been in my stash for like five years you know what i mean right. like single skeins where you're right. just like so think of it that way folks like think about this as like a single skein september
0: but through the whole year where you try to get do 13 yeah and instead of to. casting
1: on a project a day it's one every four weeks right much totally more, doable much more manageable <laughs>
0: So, uh, yeah, so, like, I think if I can do a mixture of that, like, I start the chalet cardigan and four weeks later I start a smaller project, keep working on the chalet cardigan, and then if I finish the chalet cardigan in enough time that I think I could maybe fit another sweater project in, I would like to work on my sweater stash. It's, I don't know how big it is, but I would like to buy, I've been really looking at a lot of sport weight sweaters Uh and some pullovers, and I'd like to be able to accommodate that, but I, I feel like I've got to go through some of the yarn that I have now before I can do that. So that is, um, that's one thing. Um, I was also just going to do a catch up on what we've knit. So you, you said you've been knitting socks, the February baby sweater, you're working on Pimlico, but I've finished a couple projects this month. I, like I said, I made the Dustland mitts. I finished um, my different lines shawl, the Vera Valmaki pattern, um, which I cast on in June, but it is so much garter stitch that at some point I just put it down. I, lo- I think I had like 10 more rows and I was like, I can't do it. So I did. <laughs> I finished that uh, in November. I finished the Simple Pleasures hat, uh, which is really pretty. I've got to find a recipient for that. Um, one pattern that I uh, bought and knit this month and that I'm now making another pair are the Duffers Revisited pattern. Right. Um by Mindy Tallick. and um it's another felt it's a felted sliver pattern. It's uh, nineteen rows is the idea that it's a um, nineteen rows, and so uh, you um, you it's really quick, mm-hmm. and I actually made these in collaboration with my sister-in-law. I knit one and she knit the other, and we gave them to a cousin of uh, hers and John's <coughs> um,
1: so um. So, uh, now I'm now making another pair. How are they different than um the standard? The felted clog?
0: Um, they're very different from the bed galaxis, uh-huh. the galescus, which is a beautiful pattern and I definitely will be knitting that again in my lifetime. But it's a little easier, so it's better for like if you really well, I can knit those felted clogs pretty quickly. But, but there's, there's just no a lot s- of
1: counting and short rows There's no and all there's
0: no short rows, there's no um there's no sewing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so you knit the sole, and then you start to knit the body, and then you basically form the toe by decreasing. And it's every other you decrease by uh, knit three together on each side of a certain number of stitches every other row, and mm-hmm. on the alternating row you do a knit two together. Um, so it's uh, so that creates kind of the tongue or the top, you know, the top right. piece of it, and then you bind off. Like it's just really straightforward some adjustments people have made is to triple up the sole to really make it thick Mm -hmm. um i did that on the pair we made for um, our cousin but this pair that i'm making which is a kid's pair Mm -hmm. um i am i forgot to do that so i think i'm going to do the bev galeska's trick of doing a double sole making a second sole for the bottom right um, it's great, I think, for kids because kids you'll know, grow out of them faster, and so if it's faster to knit them then all the better, the better, right yeah, so I actually started yesterday, and this is not one of them. this um that I have here' That's cute is cute, but what I had done was I used the bottom for the ballet slipper pattern that um right. is in the felted knits book by right. Beth Gillesquez, and then I switched to the duffer pattern for the top uh-huh. and I think. They didn't match up very well, uh, so I decided to. I'm re. Instead of ripping this out, I have enough yarn. I'm just going to knit two more uh-huh. um, in the full duffer pattern, and I don't know what I'll do with this. Maybe I'll make a second one and see how they, and do it side by side, just like for comparison. And yeah. then, and it's actually the girl that I'm knitting them for uh, is our neighbor, and she and Adrian, though they are 15 months apart, have the same size foot. So oh. if the second pair works, then maybe those will be Adrian's.
1: Did you ever make those belted ballet slippers? I have never made them. Okay. No, but
0: I bet you they're... I've made the Felton Moccasin,
1: uh-huh.
0: um, which is an awesome pattern, and um, very fast, and I think the Felton Ballet slippers would, would be... go faster. Yeah, would be just as fast, if not faster. They're super cute. I mean, the, Bev was a genius. Those patterns are amazing. Um, but I like... I like trying different slipper patterns, um, so I was happy to try these. Um, I had, a few years ago, knit the... Um, what were those? The French press slippers. Right. That, that pattern I was not as crazy about. Uh-huh. There was more sewing than I want to do. Uh-huh. It wasn't as straightforward how to do the sewing. You had to kind of sew the whole slipper. And I like more where it's knitting in the round because you're going to get um, less of a seam issue right. when you're felting. So anyway, I enjoyed this pattern. I would highly recommend it. It's about $6 on Ravelry. Um, it's in british pounds so it's like 3.75 british pounds but she gives so many sizing options you can knit it like basically from the smallest woman size foot to really a large foot um, size and then she gives you different widths so you can do a standard width to an extra wide i think it's interesting because a lot of that you can control through the felting right i think the width is much the length but the width um, you need to make it wider if you want it to ultimately be wider without losing length. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't buy the kids' version, but I feel like I understood the pattern well enough that I just adjusted down sort of based on Bev Galeskis' numbers mm-hmm. to do it as a smaller size for a child. Right. And then I can control it through felting by felting it more or less, depending. So, um, yeah. Highly recommended. I also cast on, and I may have cast these on before our last podcast i cast on oh your brother's socks my brother's socks yes which we're lost but now are found. which we're lost but now are found i really it was i was thinking i said to jenny yesterday when they were still lost i was like this is it this is the universe saying don't knit socks it's you just (laughs) it's not meant for you to do it's not true um so i the day before thanksgiving had gone i had the day off i went to story time and i um I don't know exactly what happened. One of two things happened. I either put it down on a bench where later people were sitting when I went to go pick up my backpack so I didn't see them because maybe they were between two people or had fallen on the floor or were under my backpack and it was behind someone's foot. I don't know. Or I took them out of my backpack to rearrange to put our books in. And I discovered it that night uh, when I went to go knit and they weren't there. And um, I I searched the whole house and I realized they're probably at the library. But the library was closed from thanksgiving day until the next tuesday so john went in on wednesday and asked them and they were like yeah we haven't seen them but then yesterday i got a phone call they had found them sitting on a shelf in their little triangular project bag and i was pretty stoked to go over there and find it And i was profusely thanking the librarian and he was like i didn't do anything somebody found them and brought them to us i was like oh bless that person um, because I really did want to make these socks for my brother. And um, you'd
1: made a significant amount of progress yeah, on Yeah, I'd
0: say I'm a I'm pretty I'm still only probably about twenty five percent finished. Yeah, but it's kind of a fussy stitch pattern. It is the fussiest stitch pattern. But I have to say when I started to knit the second one, it's the gentleman's sock and railway stitch. When I started Erin knitting those two? Yes, Erin from the <laughs> double knit Pick podcast. When I, I heard her talking about it, I was like, Oh I'm
2: knitting that sort of
0: um, I um and when I started to knit the second one, I had fewer problems, but I'm definitely not gonna do the railway stitch on the foot. I'm just gonna do a plain foot and just get get it finished nice for you. You? yeah, so just I can get through that sock possibly get it done by Christmas. Yes, so that's that's uh, the other thing I'm working on, and I have a couple of Christmas projects I'm hoping to do. Um, my nieces love the fantastic Mr. Fox. I'm thinking about knitting them bandit masks. I'm thinking I'm going to knit them bandit masks out of Malabrigo Twist in Black that um, is left over from my shapely boyfriend cardigan. And I think I might want to try one more pair of fingerless mitts and my brother's socks and then I an-
1: We'll see what I can. Have you seen um, those little animal wristers by Tiny Owl Knits?
0: Uh, yes, with the those are cute. with the uh, like a deer and the. Did you see this pattern? Um, where are my favorites? Oh my god, I went nuts over this. I don't. Maybe I didn't put in my favorites. I think it's in my library. Um, the um, uh, the deer trophy. You can knit like a. It looks oh. like a deer head.
1: Wow. Isn't
0: that awesome?
1: That is awesome. I
0: didn't think I could get it out by this holiday season, but I definitely want to knit one for, as a Christmas decoration. I actually think I want to knit one for myself and one from. I think my mom would think that was really a funny Christmas decoration.
1: There was a store in the city that had, like, a knitted deer taxidermy thing, uh-huh. and it was, like, white with cables. So I think they yes. used a cable knit um, fabric, and they just sewed it. I, th- I
0: know I saw that, too, and I'm wondering... If that same artist showed at the actual cafe, because I remember seeing something like that at the actual cafe. Yes, I love that. Although... It
1: would be cool to replicate
0: that. um, I thought, even just plain, I think this would be really cute, and then you could do like holiday garland, or like you could could do a white deer and put like red antlers or something. I don't know. It's really cute, and it's lightly... It's like fold. Not quite felted, but it's fold. So put that in my library I've added a few things lately to my library there's a cute pair of despite my feelings about socks I just added this um, Masonic Lodge <laughs> socks these are really sweet as well it's a free pattern on Ravelry by Emma Grunding Hay um, who's um, Irksome Knits or Irksome. I think she I believe Emma is in our Ravelry group but they're nice man socks with, oh those are nice yeah it's like a rib with a nice cable and then some Another sort of like twisted, twisted stitch. stitch down the center they're really lovely. They came up in the thread that Jenny was in, I know, yesterday, about manly socks or manly right. sock
1: yarn. Yeah, I have to agree with the Thuja comment, too. Oh, yeah, thujas I love making Thujas.
0: I actually thought that might be the next sock I make for my brother because it's so easy. It's yes. like rib one row, knit, knit one, one row. row, rib one row. It's really straightforward. And yeah. the knit and uh, the rib is like 3-1, right? Yeah. So you're purling every fourth stitch. There's barely any purling. So... It's almost like doing a stockinette sock, but it's better because it has a little bit of interest um, The new oh, I, collective came out, yeah, and um there were quite a few things in there, but that's what kind of got me thinking about um sport weight sweaters um let me see what the, the, what was in there there was a lot of oops. A lot of great things in there. The one that um, I have in my favorites is the Lavendula sweater. It's a pattern by Troyna Murphy. It's in Twist Collective, so it's $7. And it has this snowflake pattern at the top. And it's got a V-neck, a very flattering line. And then ribbing at the bottom. Ribbing for really the whole bottom. So really? the, the, it's got that a little bit of an Audrey Unst, only way more ribbing. So I put and, in it's a a, and it's a V-neck. And it's a V-neck.
1: Audrey is another sweater. It's uh, it's longer than Audrey and Unst, I think. Yes,
0: although I could probably cut it off maybe two inches shorter just for where it would be flattering to right. end for me. Um, but there were a number of great patterns in here um, that I favorited. I like this Barnsley cardigan, which is um, also in sport weight. Kind of a similar... It's not, it doesn't have the texture at the top, but, and it's, it's... deeper ribbing. Deeper ribbing. Um. There's a wearable blanket in here, Celestarium. Check that out.
1: Oh, yeah. Although I think that that would drive me crazy. Like it's all fingering. Trying in. to, fo- you know, follow the patterns, because they're all completely random, like...
0: Oh, it's actual, actual constellations. It's constellations.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's an awesome idea, but I think it would drive me nuts in the end. i really like that glenna c pattern in there yes what is that It's like a cabled cabled cardigan oh barard
0: yes that was a up in the favorites um at one point yeah Yeah. that's so pretty yeah and that is
1: knit
0: in a dk weight yarn oh it's absolutely gorgeous i've also been thinking about knitting um a dress. I was looking at Nico. Do you remember Nico? <laughs> the knitted dress. The knitted dress. But I, I like Nico, but there are some things about it that I think... Huh. <clears throat> I think I like it conceptually, but there are other th- other ways I would do it. I, for one, it's knit in pieces.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, what I think I would do is knit a top.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I'm thinking in the waffle stitch. Uh-huh. Knit a top. Um, and then flare it out. And then pick up stitches at the bottom. So I'd probably knit the top from the bottom up. Uh-huh. And have it be my underbust measurements and then do some darting. Uh uh, What is that called? Short row for the bust. Uh And um, and have a Henley style um, button. One of the things, Nico comes up really high. I like a little more of a scoop neck. Mm -hmm. And then pick up stitches along the bottom and knit the skirt down. Um, That way I could kind of control the length. And then put pockets in, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sort of like a version of my... um, rooibos dress but um, in knit fabric but I don't know and then I think about oh which one should I try to knit first should I try to knit my chalet cardigan at the beginning of the year or the dress knit the cardigan first yeah yeah there's a potential for failure with yeah,
1: yeah the dress the dress is like a that's a long term commitment man yeah that's a lot of knitting it
0: is but I, you know, I'm not very tall <laughs> there's no sleeves there are no sleeves and, um, I think the, the, the skirt would just be, a uh, stopping Stitch. So, I don't know. You're right. I should knit the cardigan first. It will get more <laughs> wear. I'm going to knit the cardigan first. <laughs> Point taken. So, um, so I was reading in our, um, in one of our threads and someone said they miss us talking about what we're watching and listening to and reading. Um, and, um, so I was going to ask you, have you, what have you been watching?
1: Ew.
0: The Hour? Oh really? Did did you guys buy the DVD or is it Um well, Yeah, okay,
1: I know. Never mind, they have it. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, so we've been watching the hour which I that. like. It has uh-huh. some uh some alums from well, one alum from The Wire. Oh. McNulty. McNulty is on it, that's right. Yeah. Um so that was, that's good. And we've been watching um that Claire Dane's show Homeland. Yeah. Damien mm-hmm. Lewis and Claire
0: Danes and Claire Danes and her recently regrown eyelashes yes that's all I can think when I see that woman use Latisse I think <laughs> um <laughs> I never even noticed that. She's in one of the ads. Like, she replaced Brooke Shields. when I think they thought, okay, now we've targeted the middle-aged women. Now we need to target the 30-year-old woman. So we're going to... I always think, really? You didn't have enough eyelashes before? Like, I really want to... I kind of want to have a conversation with Claire Danes about what her eyelashes were, <laughs> were like before Latisse. <laughs> oh I'm God. just always... Yeah, I'm just curious. Like, were they... I don't know. I feel like Latisse would be great if you had... Really, like, there was a real issue around that. But is it like,
1: were they just not thick enough and you got sick of mascara? Or is this like a real issue? Um, we also <laughs> were watching the latest um, Sherlock Holmes incarnation with Lucy Lou.
0: Elementary, uh, yeah, I watched part of an episode.
1: Bad. Yeah, or it was did... very procedural yeah. to me. So that's the fine. comfort of a Sherlock Holmes show.
0: Yeah, but I feel like the ones, the BBC ones, are a little less like CSI.
1: And I like the BBC ones, but I feel like sometimes they're kinda too long. Like they just go on and on and on and you're like oh, <laughs> Wait, God. what's going on? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liz Fine. So And then I've been we've been rewatching Alias. Which oh, is. Our wow, I haven't clutter. watched
0: Alias in so long. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have
0: um, let's see, I've been watching no I haven't really been really watching any like old show on DVD, except for I've been catching up on last season's 30 Rock and Parks and Rec, which I love those shows. Um, But I don't watch them live. I wait until they come out on Netflix and watch them the next year. Um, I sometimes have been watching uh, The New Girl, which I think is cute and funny. Um, And I love that Leo is on there playing a totally different character. Leo from Veronica Mars. Yeah! Wow. Um, So, and then... I've been watching a lot of Sesame Street. (laughs) Um, But um, I have been watching new shows. Like, I I don't know if I ever talked about watching Revenge last year. Um, I've given up on Revenge. I've decided it has Lost syndrome, and I'm not going to commit to another show that's going to really basically ruin my life like Lost did. (laughs) Oh, Adrian's home. Maybe he'll uh, come and talk to us about sweaters. (laughs) And then the, the new show that I'm watching, which is super trashy but I love, is Nashville.
1: Yeah.
0: It's really trashy. Very old school soap opera. But I love it. It's got Tammy from Friday Night Lights. And it's got the cheerleader from uh, Heroes. Hi, Papa. <laughs> so, um, I've been watching that. But the thing I want to talk about that I've been listening to mm-hmm. is I recently just finished listening to In the Pleasure Groove, the autobiography of John Taylor, the bassist from Duran Duran. Huh. It was so awesome. Now... If you did not like Duran Duran or have no context for them, or you're too young and you don't know what I'm talking about, you may not enjoy it quite as much as I did. I, though, thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> and it was really easy to listen to. And he, he reads it himself. Um, I like that when they read it themselves. I do too. And he has a lovely accent and he has this real self-deprecating way of talking about himself that I just really appreciate. So, um,
1: yeah, I enjoyed it cool have you been reading anything um let's see what's my guilty pleasure i've read outlander Uh uh-huh um i've been listening to the house of silk which is read by derek jacoby Uh uh-huh um which is good and uh but i've kind of stalled out on listening to that i think i might switch to stardust by neil gaiman Uh,
0: listening yeah I just got. Um, I haven't started listening to it, but I, I wasn't gonna get it as an audiobook. I just got Telegraph Avenue as a as an audiobook, and it is the new Michael Chabon book. Right. And I love to read Michael Shabon, so I was like, I'm just gonna read it. It's a uh-huh. thick book, as you know you would expect. But then I saw on Audible that uh, Clark Peters, who is Lester Freeman from The Wire, is reading it, and I was like, I want to hear Lester Freeman read Telegraph Avenue. It's like 20 it would hours be long. It
1: better to. To listen to it, I mean, I started reading Telegraph Avenue, but then I, I couldn't. I think I have to just give it more time.
0: Yeah, I found yeah. that with the last Shaman book uh, that I tried to read, which was the secret. What's the policeman? Oh, not the secret policeman's ball. That's some, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's no, some, I know it. it was, the, yeah, the Yiddish yeah. policeman's Business academy. academy yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, and I actually couldn't. I gave it fifty pages, and I couldn't quite get into that book. Uh-huh. But like Cavalier and Clay. I had to give like seventy five or hundred pages, but then once I was in, I was in right. Um, so i de- I'll start listening to it. I was thinking I have the book at my work, so if nobody checks it out, I might take the book over break, listen to it some, and then read some. They actually now have this way on Amazon Audible to make you spend more money to get <laughs> you you can download the audible book and then you download the special version of a Kindle book, and uh-huh. you it syncs with what you've listened syncs what you've listened to. To what you have read, Huh. so that when you go to your Kindle, it'll go automatically to where you were in the listening.
1: No, that's how it worked. I just thought that it existed on your Kindle as an audiobook. Oh, um, maybe I don't understand. I never even tried it. Frankly, because I was like, why would I listen to a book on my Kindle? Well,
0: I think you have to pay twice, too. Maybe we both don't quite understand how it works. (laughs) That could be. But (laughs) the way I interpret it is you have to buy it twice, and then they sync somehow together. But if you only have to buy it once, but I don't think you can use your... Maybe it's that you only have to buy it once, but you um, you can't use your Audible credits for it.
1: Huh. I have no idea. I have no idea either but like some of my audiobooks are showing up on my kindle really but i haven't clicked through because i thought they were just like mp3s because you know you can put mp3s on your kindle so huh i don't know interesting well i don't oh i do have a kindle i take that back
0: i should look and see i should sync that my mom gave me her old kindle i should try to sync it and see what happens all right so there was no real information there Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. But that is some of what we're reading and listening to and watching. Um, Did I mention that we watched Easy A? Have you seen that movie? Yeah. It was cute. It was cute. Somebody told me they didn't like it, so I was like, all right, I'm going to go into this with a critical eye, and I was like, who didn't like this movie? It was
1: pretty cute. There
0: are some points where you have to suspend your disbelief. Like, I work in a high school where there are 400 kids. And this was the school in the movie. It's like a big public high school with like 1,200 people. It was hard for me to believe that everybody cared about this one girl's uh, alleged sexual exploits. Like that part. But I also was like, okay, this is, they're trying to base it on the Scarlet Letter. They're doing, you know, they're making an allegory. I just have to buy into it. But I actually kind of didn't buy that whole part where everybody was obsessed with what she was doing. Like it just. It doesn't happen in a group of 400 kids. I can't imagine it would happen in a group of 1,200 kids. But right. I don't know. Uh, no, I thought it was cute. I've actually decided to start renting movies from the library all from the YA section. Yesterday I picked up Twilight. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I've been dying to see it and I won't I won't pay for it. And the other <laughs> is, um, oh, um, the Drew Barrymore movie about uh, roller derby. Oh, I never saw that. Whip it. I don't think it's going to be very good, but it's got (laughs) Ellen Page in it. It can't be the worst. Ellen Page is so cute. She is. Um, All right. So thanks for listening, and have a great holiday season. We will likely not be back until the
1: new year. We'll we'll talk about our first projects in the Use It or Lose It. (laughs) Exactly. and um, Maybe I'll have finished something by then. I think you'll be
0: finished with this, right? That would be a freaking miracle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. we. Oh, you know what? I wanted to do a giveaway. When I was going through my stash, there was some yarn that I loved, but I knew I wasn't going to use because I have this high amount. These are the three colors that appear in my yarn stash now. Surprise, teal, right? Brown. I have so much brown yarn. <laughs> And so much yellow yarn. So, actually, a lot of the yarn that I was getting rid of was in the yellow brown Mm -hmm. end of that. And so, I have this beautiful hand spun yarn. It's hand spun by Hello Mellow. Is that
1: the Um, pocket of sunshine yarn? No. no, This
0: is this beautiful brown Cormo. Right. And um, Mm. Heather spun this. I bought it at Brooklyn General Store. some summer of 2011 and it's it's really gorgeous and it's a good amount of yardage it is 113 plus 117 which is 230 yards so and it's it's a bulky weight would you say yeah it's a little thick then but mostly bulky so i'd like to give this away and i was um going to along with this gift the uh, recipient a um Copy of Lee Meredith's Shapeshifter because I felt like this is the right amount of yarn and it's um, a good introduction to Lee's patterns. And actually, Lee has a new pattern um, that I saw yesterday that I think is really awesome. It's a uh, called Junction. It says modular knit. It's totally like knit in in one piece, but in five different sections, and it looks really cool. Um, so. But Shapeshifter is better for this yarn. So check out these patterns. There's actually, I think one of my Use It or Lose It projects is going to be her batiko shawl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, possibly my Elsa Wool Cormo. Mm. Um, so, but we'll see when we get there. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so the Shapeshifter uh, pattern and this yarn. And um, we'll do this as a thread in Ravelry. Um, what's the What is the hook? What is the hook? Maybe just, it, it, you know, what is one of your knitting resolutions for 2013? Just it, You could be joining Use It or Lose It, or if you're not going to do Use It or Lose It, you're going to have another goal for next year. Share it, and I will start a thread for that. And um, on January 1st of 2013, I will pull a winner, send you this yarn, and uh, gift you that pattern. Yay! All right. Happy New Year. Bye!